0: To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by com. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to com for the all-new dark roast coffee. That's com for more information. com. Hey, folks, open an account today with Weeble, and with just a $100 deposit, you'll get four free stocks. And if you refer a friend, you'll get two more. Such a simple way to start a portfolio with the power of a desktop, tablet, or cell phone. With Weeble, you'll get zero commission fees, access to pre-market trading, and in-depth analytical tools for more advanced users. If you want to support this program, go to positivesarcasm.com. Click on the Weeble banner in the contact section. That way I'll get free stocks and you'll get free stocks. Now that's something most of us can agree on. Terms and conditions do apply. See Weeble.com for more information. Thank you to Webull and please trade responsibly. Come on, throw in a buck. Uh-uh, I don't tip. You don't tip? No, I don't believe in it. You don't believe in tipping? Do you know what these chicks make? They make shit. Don't give me that. She don't make enough money, she can quit. I don't even know a fucking Jew would have the ball to say that. Now, let me just get this straight. You don't ever tip, huh? I don't tip because society says I have to. All right, I mean, I'll tip if somebody really deserves a tip. If they really put forth the effort, I'll give them something extra. But, I mean, it's tipping automatically. Uh, it's for the birds. <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're just doing their job. Hey, this girl was nice. She was okay. I mean, she wasn't anything special. What's special? Take you in the back and suck your dick? <laughs> I'd go over 12% for that. Jay here, positive sarcasm.com, recorded here from the Spare Parts, Underground Studio, T minus two weeks, I guess. I don't know, we'll see. Still got the doubties doubts in my brain, but you can find me on uh, you can find me on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can find me. Uh, well, I get. I mean, the parlor thing keeps getting weirder and weirder because of the fact that they just fired the CEO. And I, I look, I agree completely so honest with you, I have no i I have no idea. Like, I have no idea what's going on with that situation. I mean, look, if you want to find me, you can. Honestly, if you do want to find me, you do want to contact me, if you do have questions, concerns, comments, you can find me directly through my website, positive sarcasm.com. That thing works perfectly. Nobody's kicking me off at of anything on there. That's my friggin' website. You can find me there. You can email me directly through the website. You can contact me there. Uh, none of your information is used for data purchases or, or data, whatever. I don't, I don't do anything with it. Okay. It's just my information. Hell, I don't even have a cloud server. Everything gets stored locally with my clients. I don't. I don't trust the internet enough to, I would only trust the internet enough to damage myself and put myself out there, but not my client's data. That's just not, uh, that's not worth it to me. And I don't want to lose that stuff. And I know technology wise, if I can afford to store it myself, I might as well do so. It's an easy upgrade, it's a cheap upgrade, but here we go. Hmm. Wanted to get right to it this week, uh, the Last week I I, I kind of was expecting to only do like maybe 15 20 minutes on that but it kind of it the whole the whole tiny, the tiny little segment turned into a giant one hour tangent and you know what sometimes that's a good thing but like I said every time I do that I lose track of the Q&A for that week so it's like you know what I think Sunday leftovers would be a perfectly good time to catch up on the dig.com Q&As to see what's going on with other people's first world problems and uh, see if we can make their lives better, or with my advice, probably worse. So, you could, but in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, Positive Sarcasm, and Positive Sarcasm Podcast. And of course, email me, Positive Sarcasm at Outlook.com. Uh, su- uh, supporting the podcast, Positive slash, donate any amount is appreciated. Also, my affiliate links for the Cash App and for the Weevil, Weeble App, W E B U L L. Definitely check that one out. Uh, get yourself started because there are no guarantees in life except for the shares you own unless they get bought back by the company. But that's another story. Hit me up for that. I'm not a legal advisor, a legal advisor. I'm not a financial advisor. I just know a couple things here and there. Uh, you keep laying bricks, eventually you have a foundation. So let's go ahead and make this a nice, quick, uh, and efficient Sunday leftovers. Mm. No coffee today, only tea. Am I a jerk for gambling with $30,000? Uh, from my kid's college fund well it depends on how much you lost about a week ago a group of friends and i took a trip to vegas and for the record we all got covid t- i don't care about that i'm looking for judgment on okay wow this guy's okay all right no i don't care about the covid stuff you want a vacation good let's talk about the cash let's get to the cash the casinos have just opened up recently so my friends and i have enjoyed a little bit of gambling okay so we decided to check one out I usually have specific fund dedicated, a specific fund dedicated to gambling, so I don't use up any of our savings. But most of that fund ended up being put towards rent during quarantine, since my girlfriend got laid off of work. Now, here's why I think I might be the asshole. Well, okay, well, at least you admitted it, possibly. It might have been over a year since I gambled last, and I really wanted to gamble. <laughs> I really, really wanted to gamble. I didn't want to take away from the house fund or from our grocery fund. So I decided that taking money from our kids' college funds would be the best option, okay? One of them is 14, the other is 11. So there's still plenty of time for me to get the money back before they actually go off to college. And I actually ended up winning. I kept all the money that I gambled, and I ended up making a profit of about a quarter of the fund. So, okay, that's that's a decent chunk of change. I called my girlfriend and excitedly told her, told her the news, but she asked where I'd gotten the original money from. I told her, and she freaked out, screamed at me, told me that I was going to tell the kids how immature I was, and hung up on me. I know that I was a little bit irresponsible, but I don't really see the issue. If I had lost the money, it might have been a different story, but I won, so I don't get where there's a problem. Mm. Now, my kids have even more money to put into their college fund and I've got to gamble like I wanted to. So am I the asshole? I gambled about 30K and now me and my family are all better off because of it. Well, okay. You only want to gamble or you only want to trade with what you're willing to lose. So if you're willing to gamble a 30K, you are prepared to lose 30K. So obviously, let me put it to you this way what's there's let's break it down into two things though i don't want to spe- yeah so okay you when you gamble or when you invest well investing in trading on the stock market is different like basically if you're just doing swing trading or day trading or futures trading you're basically gambling you're speculating that's no different so if you say you trade on the stock market you say you do swing trading or stuff like that or short-term investing or options trading you're gambling you're speculating so that makes you no different than this person right here. If you're playing whether you're playing blackjack or you're betting on Tesla, doesn't matter. Uh you gambled with about 30k. Now, were you irris- was it irresponsible of you? Up to a degree. Up to a degree, and I think right now everybody everybody's money is so tight with everything going on. She lost her job, she's super protective. I could see where she'd be upset with you. So I guess let's break it down even more. You gambled about 30K. You ended up winning. Great. What do you do with that money? Well, it better be a big, fat fucking diamond ring uh, for your girlfriend. That's for sure. Um, That will pretty much take care of all the problems right there. Let's continue on even further, though. It's for college. Well, it depends on what college you're going to. Are they going to, like, a prestigious institute? In that case, who cares what happens to the money? But if they end up going to like an actual technical school or something like a community type of thing where the money isn't, it's not that expensive and they actually could get an education or a certification that they could actually use to make real money, Um, even though nowadays you're basically considered an essential worker if you bag groceries at your fucking local store. I mean, in that case, what, whatever. Uh, In this case, yeah, it was definitely irresponsible. The question is now well, you wanted to gamble. That was your fix. If it doesn't matter, if the money doesn't matter to you, then you should definitely consider putting it towards the kid's college fund or using it for your girlfriend. And yeah, buy her off basically. Um, you didn't use, okay, so apparently you have everything all, uh, quartered off here. So you have your kid's college fund would be the best option. So you have a college fund, you have 30 K in there. Okay. That's a a lot of cash. Um, it's also your girlfriend. You have thirty k, and she's still your girlfriend. Well, you have thirty k, but she's not your wife. I wonder what that's all about. Uh, you said that there's housing fund. You have a specific fund dedicated to gambling, okay? But most of that fund ended up not uh, being put towards rent during quarantine, since my girlfriend got laid off from work. So that okay. So you use that to take care of your girlfriend, okay? Well, good on you for that. Um, you definitely took a risk. I don't think this is life altering. I think you need to own this because this is something where a sociopathy definitely plays a part. Um, if you have, if you think you have a gambling addiction though, you may want to any type of addiction, you may want to just at least explore that possibility. Like this could be, this could be a ha moment, no big deal. And eventually she'll get over it. And you'll use that extra, what seven to 10 grand to buy her a nice diamond ring or something like that. And be like, look, I made it up to you and I want to use that money. I put all the money back in there. And I use the rest on this. And I think that should probably take care of the problem. And there's just being that one thing that uh, you just look back on. You'd be like, that was a weird moment. Um, but this could possibly spiral out of control. And don't blame anything on her. And it, it's your gambling. Your your thing is your thing. And it's your job to, um, even though you paid for your, your part of the girlfriend's rent. Um, that's not her she got laid off that's not her fault it's your addiction and if it truly is an addiction you need to seek treatment for it but you could if this is something where you can kind of turn the tides on it well then you could just use the money to your advantage you gambled great why are you gambling on the friggin'? why are you gambling why don't you just well it's up to you i don't really know you that well but use some of that to turn your girlfriend into your fiance that would probably be a good idea i mean as long as she says yes Cause I had a bad day too. How can I, how can my husband and, well, how can I, hus- how can my husband and I keep our sanity around the granddaughter we despise? My husband and I can really cannot stand our grandchild. The child is loud, intrusive, screams, runs, climbs on the furniture, demands attention, interrupts, cannot sit still. And she's a girl. Usually this behavior is associated with ADHD boys. Whoa. whoa, whoa. What's with the ADHD? Boys, just say boys. I'll take that trophy all day long. The ADHD, it's not real. We can—we uh, find even 20-minute video chats exhausting. All we want are two-minute videos and still photos to send them checks for birthdays and Christmas. This is some real grandparents. Here's money. Leave us alone. The other grandparents seem to be just fine with and perhaps even adore and encourage the child's behavior, so we're glad to defer all the holidays to them. Can you suggest a tactful way for us to keep our sanity. It's possible she'll improve with time or medication. So we don't want to shut the door completely. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, As far as the medicate, don't go that route. You don't want to suggest medicating somebody's kid, yours, theirs, anybody's. We don't want to go that route Uh, as far as E. I mean, is the mother and father of the girl, um, are they properly disciplining or things like that? And plus how old is the kid? If it's like two or three, that's one thing where you the kid is obviously learning. Hey, I can run, uh, you know. Hey, I can you know do this and that and the other thing. But once she's starting to turn that corner where she's going to be going to school, she needs to have some type of behavior pattern where she listens to authority in in general. And if not, if she just runs amok and does whatever she wants, then that has to be that has to be addressed. Uh, the other thing is what kind of Grand, uh, grandparents are you per se are you tolerable grandparents are you the grandparents who just want to be left alone that's another thing to consider There's, man why am I finding so many factors in all these goddamn Q&As why can't anything just be black and white anymore what do you say uh, but as far as the grandchild goes um, loud intrusive screams runs and climbs on the furniture yeah well I think that is a parenting issue I think that's a, I think that's a parenting issue, but I would never, I would never recommend medication. I would never do that. We already have such a problem right now in the world with freaking medication and all that other bullshit. Why would we go that route? That's absolutely insane. Please don't do that. Um, it's possible she'll improve with time, but we don't want to shut the door completely. Well, then you need to have a talk with the parents or the mom or the dad. You have to have that talk. Look, just be open about it and go from there. Um, you'll get some resistance right off the bat, but as long as you go that route, you can at least say you did. What you do then is up to you. And look, if you don't want to join everybody during the holidays, that's your call. That's your life. You can totally lead that. It's up to you. You can just be like, ah, we're moving to we're moving to Florida, and we don't want to we don't want to be bothered. We'll send you cards, and we'll send you checks, and you'll be those grandparents. And you know what? To be perfectly honest, people love those grandparents. So I, you have those are your options to work, but you need to address it with the family first. To, and depending upon the child's age as well, but don't medicate the kid for love, love of Christ. Is it wrong for my boss and I to have a close friendship and exclude my coworker from our lunches? The company I work for is about four hundred employees. Four hundred employees, and the department I work for is a total, is a total of three: me, my boss, and my coworker. My boss and I are really good friends. We hang out after work and on the weekends. We even go to lunch on occasion during the holiday, during the work day, excuse me. My coworker is upset because I am so close with the boss. This is not the first time she has become upset about this, and our boss has talked to her about this before. Isn't our lunchtime our personal time? And if we don't want to invite people, we shouldn't have to feel guilty, have to or feel guilty about it. What is your opinion? Uh, We do offer to bring her back something. Okay. Well, it's not necessarily on you, and I keep saying this time and time again. It's like you're making friends with your fucking co-workers or your managers and stuff like that. I I can't. I think once – like, for example, if you have a friend who becomes a manager or a supervisor, I think at that point you kind of have to cut the axe or move to a different department Because you can't have that, I don't know if you can have that relationship with somebody who happens to be a supervisor or manager in your department. I don't think it works. I think it just creates more tension and causes more issues. And it's just, it's not something you want to be a part of. And if they're planning on doing so or becoming a supervisor, they need to let you know if they are truly your friend, this is what I'm planning to do. I may be overseeing some of your work. What do you think about that? And let me know. So if you want to move to a different department or whatever that is a route you should take but you become close with your boss and now you're going to lunch together and you're pissing other people off i can understand the dynamic if the other person the coworker is so upset then i can understand why you don't want to hang out with them to begin with and well i don't know i can't say whether or not the i don't i don't i don't know if it's a good idea if your manager Maybe your boss, maybe your manager is really, really good and keeps a small department and runs things high and tight and doesn't create uh, waves to other departments where it compromises your job. That's a whole different aspect. That's another thing to look at. It's be like, listen, we'll bring you back something from lunch. We keep a small department. You get paid really well. Shut up. <laughs> but in in this situation, it's like, um, I get professionalism. I get all that stuff. But what are we What are we talking about here? We're talking about a three-man group, and she's upset about it. So I don't... I mean... Is she justified to be upset? Possibly. Is your manager a good manager? Possibly. Is it a bad manager? Also possible. Is this the way to run, an, uh, run a department? I can't say for sure, and I'm not sure I would put myself in that position. I wouldn't want to, that's for sure. And if I have, I would definitely not repeat the mistakes of the past. So this is not a position you as an employee want to be a part of. You should definitely figure something out and exclude yourself from the situation or cut it off and not do that. Now, if it's after work... Okay, here's a compromise. Because obviously, we're all about compromise in America. Um, No more lunches together. Because technically, you are in in some sense on company time. Hell, there are some companies that don't even allow you to Hang out with other employees. I could totally get why though. So I think, no more lunches together. While you're on the clock, no more of that. If you're gonna hang, you said you go to lunch and you hang out during the workday. So we hang out after work and on the weekends. There's your time. Don't do the workday thing anymore though. You got to cut that out because that is compromising the integrity of the workplace. And then the manager needs to address that with the other with the other employee and be like listen that probably not the best approach i mean yes we are friends but as far as the workday goes the lunches we're not going to do that anymore but that's it i think it's as far as you should go so and yeah managers are people too and they make can make poor decisions so extend that a little bit extend that rope a little bit all right we're we'll at 17 minutes we'll just keep going is my daughter wrong to exclude her future stepchildren's grandmother for her wedding? From her wedding. All this wedding stuff. I pretty I thought I already had. I think I already have a pocket answer for this, but let's keep going. My daughter is marrying a widower, Hank, with three children. The problem is, is with Gail, the mother of his late wife. My daughter includes Gail in the daily household activities, including holidays and birthdays. The children have pictures of their mom, Hank's late wife, hung up in their home and speak about her often. Gail is not very nice to my daughter she purposely calls her the purposely calls her the wrong name she says she does this because my daughter's name reminds her of her daughter okay understandable Gail has done other things such as pull the children out of school after being told not to she has taken them to that's easily remedied. that you can easily remedy that you just take her off the pull the list you have to be a certain person or and you have to have a signature on file in order to take a child out of school otherwise you can't do that. She has taken them to doctors and dentists for appointments without talking to my daughter or her father. She has been asked to back off some. Okay, good. My daughter understands that Gail jumped in and helped out for a year, and it might be difficult for her to turn over these responsibilities. Also, completely understand. And yes, that does happen in in positions of authority. But my but they have been together for 18 months now and live together as a family. The issue isn't that. The issue is that my daughter decided not to invite Gail to the wedding. This is intended to be a special day about the bride and groom. My daughter was concerned that Gail might speak ill of her to other guests, as has happened on the other occasions. The invitations were set out, and Gail immediately wanted to know where hers was. My daughter explained, as nicely as possible, that she was not invited. My daughter was immediately met with mean, hateful comments. Gail then called the grandkids' paternal grandmother, Hank's mom, and complained to her for 40 minutes. The wedding had to be rescheduled due to COVID, okay? and the delay has put the issue back to square one. Gail has started all over, assuming she will get an invitation. Is my daughter wrong to exclude her? God damn it. Uh, Let's see. Look, I can understand she is an integral part of the kids, and that is somebody's mother, so that makes sense that you would invite to the wedding. However, this guy's a widow. He lost his wife. And I have this rule about who you invite and who you don't invite to weddings based on the simple fact that it's your wedding. This is a tough call, but it is your wedding. So every guest has to essentially play by your rules. There are variables where everybody's supposed to have a good time, you know, and that things of that nature. You bring a guest if that's allowed on the thing, generally is. Um, there are weddings where no kid it's 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 strictly adults only and I've heard people complain about that but you know what those are the terms of the wedding those are the terms of the wedding and when it comes to a wedding it's between a man and a woman or well you know it's between two people (laughs) put it that way and those are the focal points so nobody should be talking shit or causing drama and getting drunk or getting drunk and knocking shit over you know that's the thing about weddings is everybody needs to remember why they are there and it is because of those two people, a man lost his wife and he is trying to put the pieces back together in his life. And he has managed to meet somebody. So ultimately should Gail be invited to the wedding? Yes, but Gail has to abide by these sets of rules where look, it's about us. And if you can't say anything nice, keep your mouth shut or you're not invited and I'll ask you to leave. So that's that's the that's kind of the thing there. Um I'm assuming Gail has definitely got her own type of personality and wears her heart on her sleeve, but that she has to be accepted for who she is and what she's tried to do. But you can't she can't be a, a dull rock at this wedding. She can't do that. Otherwise, what's the point of having a wonderful moment that you guys have put so much time and and effort into? That can't happen. So Yes, you should reconsider inviting her to the wedding, but based on some major stipulations. And at least now you have time to think about it. And we'll see how she moves. Because right now this year kind of sent people in very harsh directions. So I don't know where her mindset is, but she needs to step up to the plate if she's going to get an invitation back. And thankfully it's only one seat we're talking about here. It's one seat. That's all. Is it reasonable to feel cheated on because my husband Googled two female celebrities? My husband of 50, this one should be quick. But then again, I, never, it's, I always say that. My husband of 55 years Googled two female television personalities. He said he was curious about their age. Pressing him further, he admitted that he ha, he did so because they were pretty. I felt hurt, ugly, which I am not, Okay, and most of all cheated on. He doesn't think he did anything wrong. Can you understand how I feel or am I totally overreacting? Yeah, you're totally overreacting totally like this is like a non-starter this is totally a non-starter regardless of how he feels or whatever he does it's not like he's going out there like oh I, yeah he's he's curious most guys are curious most okay the other ones are i don't know not or dead they're dead or they're just completely not ex- excluded from the world i don't i how can the what i don't need to make this any more gray this is a black and white situation. He's 55 years old. He Googled a couple Jennifer Aniston's and he looked at him and went, Ooh, they're hot. Okay. Now what are you going to dismantle a man of 55 years simply because he looked up, uh, uh, you know, Courtney Cox's age. Oh, please. You got to check it and get, and just get over this. I don't know why all of a sudden this is now a factor all because Google showed up. You need to just, you need to reshift your thinking. And just leave it alone. I get, yeah, that's all I want to say about that one. All right, let's continue on. This is the last one, and then we're going to get out of here for the day. How should I respond to my neighbor's friendly way? Because I've been doing really long Sunday leftovers recently. Like, these are supposed to be like 25, 30 minutes. I've been going like 45 minutes, almost an hour sometimes. And I mean, that's fine, but sometimes I got to pull back, you know? Um, Shit, I almost lost my voice on one podcast. Actually, I did. I lost my voice before one of them. How should I respond to my neighbor's friendly waves from her expensive car? My neighbor bought a brand-new Range Rover that costs over 150 grand. Well, it'll cost 200 grand from all the repairs going forward. She used to drive a Chevy Suburban and rarely waved when she passed. But now that she's got new wheels and she goes out of her way to let you know she's there, waving and eye contact, I find her self-boosting, unfortunate, and annoying when so many people are unemployed and struggling, what should you? What would you do? You know what? What if she got a new pair of tits, and before she wasn't waving at you at all, and now she's waving at you? Do you think about that? But instead of you know, going and getting a boob job or a lip job or a lift, she went and got a, a, a Range Rover, and now she feels like she va- she's valued somewhat. First of all, Chevy Suburbans, the older ones, were pretty damn ugly. Range Rover's an expensive commitment. That's not a purchase. That's a commitment. That's not an even an investment. That's like a commit. I'm going to commit to this lifestyle. And usually when somebody drives a Range Rover, they don't wave. They're kind of just in their own little world, and they just – it's a different personality. And it's not the one of a soccer mom waving out the window. As far as people's struggles, don't go – You know. You don't have to go to the party alone because everybody else showed up. All you know, disheveled. The, she wants to roll in a Range Rover. That's her prerogative. Good on her to roll in a Range. If she whatever if she bought something she thinks is really cool and it's helped her personality or something like that. I mean, what's it to you? You should be happy for them. I don't know what else to tell you as far as um, what would I do? I'd be like, that's a sick Rover. Like I just my buddy my buddy Johnny monotone I didn't get a chance to look at his his hybrid car and I just I finally got a chance to look inside the interior and it's really really nice um, so I wanted I asked questions about it I look around it and I want to, I'm curious about it you know and he told me all about it showed me the buttons I'm like that's cool you know this person buys you know basically a, a mobile home for a car you should be freaking happy for them and if they're waving at you go look. It's always great to congratulate people on their accomplishments. There's nothing wrong with that. Why should you be such a fucking hater? Get over yourself. It's really no big deal. But yeah, she buys a Range Rover, goes on her shoes to drive, and rarely waved. Life changes. People change. So you have to understand that. So that's today's Q and A. Um, I have a bun- I was doing a lot of research later. I uh, yeah, uh, research earlier on um, space debris and stuff, but we can get to that another time. I've also kind of covered that. Maybe we'll go over that in future podcasts, hopefully. Uh, but I have a lot of that really, like, cool. It's something that I really couldn't show to you in the, or in the original uh, spare parts studio because I didn't have the setup where the video I could show you some of the things I was looking at. And now that I do, instead of describing it for the video viewers, I can actually show it to you. Just because I made it a simple setup change, and I plan to keep that change going for the for new podcasts, but I'll have to remember that I also have audio listeners as well, and I want to make sure that I don't kind of you know dis, you know exclude them per se. So, I, but I do want to show off the new video format and also check out my podcast on on, um, on YouTube, Positive Sarcasm Podcast. Welcome all new subscribers and those who have signed up for Weeble and all the donations and new subscribers and all the you know all that stuff. It's really super awesome. I'm really appreciate it. Uh, I didn't know that I was worth listening to, if even only for a couple minutes, but you guys uh, have proved me wrong at least to some capacity. and you know what? sometimes it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> um, is I've been doing this for what? I've been I, my first podcast was in March of 2014. I would love to revisit that podcast sometime, but I guess we'll see. Like all my moods and my swings and my energy, and the goods, and the bads, and all, going back and forth through the years, and and through each week now, like where am I, you know, how I was from podcast to podcast to podcast, depending upon what time of day it was, what my energy levels were, it's crazy that how many Q&As I've done, how many articles I've looked up, how many subjects I've tackled, and uh, if I've made any predictions, or if any of that um, advice or if any of that knowledge was found useful by somebody so that they could go ahead and pr- pursue something by doing simply doing it themselves, whether it was building their own computer or brewing their own coffees or exploring coffees, just all this stuff, or maybe if the Q A's helped them in some way shape or form, or helped enforce a viewpoint, whatever it is. I hope it I hope it's helpful. But in the meantime, you can find me on social medias. You can hit me up directly through my website, positive sarcasm.com. Just all you gotta do is go to the contact section. There's a contact page there. You can just fill out a couple things, send it right to me, and we'll privately discuss back and forth what you're looking for. You can also, you know, uh, you can also hit me up through my social medias, but I feel it's in the best interest security wise, you just email me directly through my website. Or email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook Okay? And just put subject podcast. Or whatever, you, as long as you put a subject, please. Um, But in the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. And I will hopefully talk to you all on Wednesday. Uh, Let's see. What's today? What's today's date? You guys know what today's date is? Get out of here. It is is fourteenth. Clock's ticking. But in the meantime, I'll talk to you all on Wednesday. Thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. You can find me anywhere where podcasts are available recorded here from the Spare Parts Underground studio. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation. support this podcast go to positive sarcasm.com slash donate any amount is appreciated once again positive sarcasm.com slash donate